Welcome to Learning Through Math, the podcast. I'm Laura at I Teach the Why. I'm Karina at Mrs. Cousins 5. Our mission is to inspire ourselves and others to keep learning and improving with passion. And hugs. You can find us at learningthroughmath.com and on Twitter at Laura and Karina. Come and join us on this journey of learning. Thanks for joining us. We are recording this in September of 2020. And welcome to episode 14, WAM, the wonderful area model. You got it. W-A-M. We want to give a shout out to our family this week. We figured this was episode 14, which reminded us of Valentine's Day. So we wanted to spread the love. Yeah, show the love. To our families. Big thank yous to our moms. I think those were the original ones that <laughs> listened to us. Of course, moms will, right? Of course, because moms <laughs> do everything for us. Yeah. Thanks, mom. Thanks, mom. <laughs> and it's funny because they both had the same comment. They're like, we love listening to you. You finish each other's sentences. Sometimes I don't even know who's talking, right? <laughs> yes. Oh, it's cute. And on Sundays, my mom and I listen to our podcasts in the car. We started going on these, we called them Sunday drives, even if it was in the middle of the week, 91 days after COVID started and we were on lockdown because she lives in an adult living community and she was basically quarantined for three months. Right. So when she was able to get out to break out, she came directly to my house Aww. and we'd start just because I was like, where, where are we going to go? So right. we just literally started driving. So people, if you want to know about any street in South Florida <laughs> now from the East Coast to the West Coast, I've probably driven on it with my mom. Laura's but, your girl. <laughs> so I would call this Adventures with Mom on Facebook and just, you know, put everything out. But on Sundays, we would listen to the podcast. And again, she said the same thing. Like, we're, it was just so yeah, great, you yeah. know. So thanks, moms. <laughs> and to my husband, Matthew, who's who's a math coach. So he's been listening to a few episodes here and there. Now that school's gone back, he's, you know, he'll probably listen to a few more in the car. And Brody and Alex my kids Brody even commented on YouTube so cute and he said this podcast is awesome wasn't it so awesome (laughs) I think it may have been and yesterday we watched the class dojo videos the growth mindset Mm -hmm. because he was getting frustrated Mm. and I think it helped him at first he was reluctant to watch it he said this looks like a kindergarten video and And he's in fourth grade now grade yeah so here it starts and so it begins right yes it does um oh just wait till they're 16 (laughs) oh gosh after he watched them he was like oh yeah that was all right and I told him I said I I play these for my students every year this is how we in fifth grade Mm -hmm. we start our school year like this and we go back and discuss it and and afterwards I mean he was better with it and he was like oh yeah like I get it and we you know yeah we had a good conversation about about keeping that positive uh, mindset with challenges and then yesterday in the car Alex my daughter she we were talking about her day and how it's going with math and she's in first grade this she's year. in first grade and she said we do this thing where we're looking at dots on a card <laughs> and it's so fun she says and I'm like well those are number talks and she's like at the top of her lungs in the car I love number talks and I'm like oh me too baby girl me too (laughs) subitizing all the way 
I want to say thank you to my husband, Pedro, and my son, Christian. And Pedro, I want to say thank you to Pedro, too, because oh. he's been so helpful with, with all the, the tech stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and even Christian, you know, if, if he and I are in the car, sometimes I'll put on our podcast and he listens to it, too, and, and gives us good feedback good. as well. Our reflection for this week, number sense routines. Yes. I mean, every year when I start teaching and I do a number talk or I try, you know, I do a counting around the circle. Mm -hmm. It's so obvious how important number sense routines are in the classroom. And so eye-opening, right? Yes. And how critical, I'm going to use that word again, mm-hmm. how critical they are in the math classroom. And it's sad that I think sometimes it gets skipped in a lot of classrooms. Maybe because teachers don't understand the absolute value of it and I don't want to say importance of it if you look at so much research which you know I do right (laughs) kids that don't have a good sense of number by the end of first grade are basically screwed yeah and even if you have kids that can quote do the math right with regurgitating all the procedures if they don't know the why behind it and can't be flexible with numbers they're not real Mathematicians. Right. I know that we're pressured for time. I know that that's a big time constraint is is a a big hurdle in the classroom. But we just, we've got to do them. We literally cannot tell you how important. It's not, number, number sense routines are not just something that should be happening in the primary classroom. They should be happening all, yeah. Throughout uh, high school. Yes, a hundred percent. And I think that if, more teachers, please spread the word, right? Yes. If more teachers got on board, I think we would see huge gains. Huge. Because they're making sense of it. Ex- yes. Right? Making they're making sense, sense of, of, math. of the math. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So the good news for this week. Yes. I just want to share, Mom, <laughs> I got to see you four times this week, which was a record breaker. It was also her birthday on Friday. Yay. So. We got to actually go to her because she had just gotten the word that visitors were now allowed on Thursday and then Friday. My son and I drove down to surprise her at her place for her birthday. So that was my good news for this week. That is good news. We're going to move into today's topic of area model. And we've discussed this before, but we're really going to dig deeper into area model today. Again, this is one of those super important, 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 important concepts. Yeah, that visual kids, models. Yes, mm-hmm. that they kids really need to understand. Yes. And again, it needs to continue. Yes. Not just in elementary. But how many of our middle and high school friends have told us that they have now seen the benefits? Yes. Because when they do distributive property or foil things or whatever, that the kids really understand it now. Yes. And of course, when I was growing up and I was learning math, this is not how I learned math. Nope. And I wish that I had because when I see those factoring Mm -hmm. questions and Mm -hmm. the, you know, multiplying, what are they? Polynomials, polynomials and binomials all of that i i'm like oh my gosh that makes so, so much. much sense i, I mean wish. i remember foil first outer inner last 
Yeah. Done. Yeah. Right? No. I wish that I had seen it like that. It would have just. Yep. I mean, luckily I was a good memorizer. So yep. I, I was fine in math. But it would have just made so much sense. Yep. Such a difference. Yeah. We're going to talk about how the aerial model kind of first starts. Yes. The beginnings of it. Mm-hmm. And really they're introduced in third grade. It's not an area model. It's an array. It's an array. So the difference that I think of between array and area model is that arrays have gaps in between the little pieces of things. Where an area model, it's pushed all together so there's no gaps and no overlaps. Third grade teachers, especially we're talking to you right now, (laughs) please break out the colored tiles. Yep. Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its. Base 10 blocks. Post-its. Square Legos. Yes. Uh, any concrete thing. All of them. And all of them. Yes. Just because over you did it. Right. right. Just because you did it yesterday doesn't mean oh. we don't do it again today. Exactly. Right. They can make their own. They can like get creative. Yes. But make sure that they live in the square rectangle world because they have to understand that we're not going to have one leftover right now. Right. Listen, we'll deal with that when they get into fifth grade. Right. With interpreting the remainder and all that. But just for a ray, it has to be a square or a rectangle. And rows and columns. Rows, rows and, and columns. Um, please teach vertical and horizontal when you're teaching rows right? and columns. Yes. <laughs> As the year progresses, then you'll start introducing area model and... Definitely pick it up heavily in fourth grade. And using those same concretes, yes. right? We've we've worked with it with tiles. Now we're just going to squish them together. And mm-hmm. what do you notice? What do you, what do you see? Mm-hmm. What patterns are you noticing? There needs to be a lot of discussion around patterns in mathematics Mm -hmm. because that, again, builds those connections and makes them think about how it's related to one another, how this model is related to the other. And the more connections the kids can make, the more it's going to go into their long-term memory. Right. And they'll own the learning. Yes. That's it. Teachers, we have to stop talking. Yes. Let the kids do the learning. Yeah. I I said another time, I wish our definition of teacher would change. Like, I don't want to be called a teacher anymore. Right. I want to be called, like... I don't, I don't know. Facilitator is of the learning, best one, right? right? A yes. facilitator of yes. learning. That's a, that's a lot of words, though. But. <laughs> we could just be the falls. F-O-L. No, that doesn't sound as nice. Listeners, if you have a better idea, let us know. The one thing with area model is that we really want the students and you teachers to use proper lengths of things right we don't want it to turn into quote the box method in the visual representation right you mean yes yes yeah because we don't want it to turn into just another procedure another algorithm i think that's been the big misconception and the and the big takeaway for me is that once they when they come to me in fifth grade a lot of the times it's having to undo this idea that the area model is is just just a a procedure right right it's just a procedure again Mm. i'm doing i'm breaking it apart in place value and i'm putting them you know the Mm. tens and the ones on the top and on the the tens and the ones on the side and some of them are not there yet. No. You know, we talk about how in number talks, we want them to be flexible. Mm-hmm. In math, we want them to be flexible as well. And efficiency is different for every kid. If they need to break it up into 10, 10, 10, yes. right, for 30, And do some it. kids have never even thought seen about that like or that. seen it. Right. Now, listen, I'm not going to lie. I have used the box method. And what I, I tried 
to avoid using it until I knew that the kids understood the concept right. of the area model. But again, we're, we're trying to move into efficiency. Yeah. And when I figured, okay, these kids understood really what the area model looked like, I would just save some time. But now you're making me rethink, should I even go that way? I don't right, know. Right, I I mean, I try to avoid it just because I'm trying to make sure that they understand. And I'm okay if for the whole school year, for all of fifth mm-hmm. grade, they see it visually, you know, where it makes sense. It's not perfect. You know, no. if I draw 100 <laughs> as my length and 40 as my width, sometimes my 40 kind of looks like 80 right. of it, right? <laughs> Compared to the 100. But as long as that 100 is longer than that 40 and I try to make the, you know, the other parts of it also shorter. Right. I, I, I'm just trying to go for what does it visually look like as, right. as close and to I can. If we have the kids, let's say, use the color tiles on their desks, then have them take a whiteboard marker because the whiteboard marker does erase off of desks. Yes. And just have them outline yes. each of the sections. Yes. And then move the tiles away. Yes. Fill in the extra lines and then let the kids I love doing that when I'm teaching decimals and when we're multiplying by decimals uh I will show them what it looks like right Mm -hmm. with using the grids Mm -hmm. and then I'll turn off my document camera so that all my writing is still on the whiteboard and then they'll see oh Oh, it's the area model right I don't think that they've seen that connection Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. Uh, you just made me think of a game that I've seen on U-Cubed which I think it's called How Close to 100 and I remember playing this with kids in third and fourth and fifth grade where they looks kind of like a raise but it is an area model because you're using grid paper but they roll two dice and let's say they roll a three and a four well they have to shade in yes the three and the four we'll link that in the show notes i think isn't it called how close to i 100? think i think it is okay. yeah okay and i've done it where the kids played competitively who filled up more space or we've done it as a class which team has filled up the most space right like you can have them play it you know all different kinds of ways with area model what blends itself so well naturally almost naturally is the distributive property Mm -hmm. this is another one that a lot of times becomes a procedure break this one up add them make sure that these two add up to the first factor right like it becomes a procedure and then it makes no No sense sense. to kids they never use it they don't get it they're like wait do i have to break this one up or or the first one or the second one they don't they have no understanding of it well how about even when we have a two digit by two digit number that we're multiplying how many kids only if they see the numbers they'll multiply the tens by the tens and then the ones by the ones always and then we're done especially with fractions oh geez. right whole number times whole number fraction times and fraction, fraction done. done yeah <laughs> and that's where i always show them the area model yep. and i'm like you've only done part of it Eggs. you've only done not half because it's not half i'm giving you the the i agree with you symbol from number talks yeah exactly it's not half but you've done only two parts of Out it of you four. have two more parts yep. what happened to this yeah yeah show me where those numbers go in on the area model and they're like oh, oh. oopsies <laughs> Using the area model has also changed our way of multiplying numbers. Yes. We literally just got off 
watching a webinar with Graham Fletcher. Who is awesome. Yes. Love him. <laughs> Another one of your Canadian Right? Friends. Again, I'm telling you. <laughs> so many good people come out of Canada, including you. Thank you. <laughs> he gave us a problem to solve that was a mixed number times a mixed number. Yes. And I immediately drew the area model. Yes. To solve it. Yeah, that's what I did too. I was I didn't have paper pen, so I was trying to visualize keep it, it. Visualize it and keep it all in my head. But yep, I went right to the area model. Wow. Because we might have missed the other two parts, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and it's just not I don't think it's efficient to switch it uh. to an improper fraction, right? You and I had talked about this that it I, who wants to deal with all these huge numbers? And then, and you, then you have divide to divide. Right. You have it. to divide it. No. no. Why? I, exactly. Plus, you can also show it visually using your color tiles or the graph exactly. paper, you know? So I don't know who needs to hear this out there, but you do not have to teach multiplying fractions by turning them into improper fractions or, or fractions, fractions greater, greater than, than one. one. <laughs> right. You can teach it with just mixed number times, times a mixed number. number and put it in the yeah, area model put it in the area model nice and area model is also really effective using representing it as a division problem now when i first saw this i was a bit overwhelmed mm-hmm. i'm like i don't really understand the purpose of this again mm-hmm. it just felt like another procedure it didn't really feel valuable mm-hmm. but when i now that i know it better and i feel more comfortable with it the kids are like that makes so much sense especially think about let's take say you take a lower quote number right and you put i don't know 48 color tiles out and you want to divide it by three well now you know you have a total of 48 color tiles on the inside but you have to have three rows right so the question is how many columns are there yes and wow, mind blown for yep. the kids. Yep. Another important thing to note when we're teaching area model is that we could distribute want, it right anyway. Right. And I, I, I always try to encourage the kids. Like, how else could you do it? Right. How else could you do it? What think, else could you do? I think first we just tend to go to the place value part. Right. Until we know that they have good number sense and know what numbers are compatible with other numbers. Because if you're talking like 264 and you don't know that 16 is compatible with that. Right. You're going to probably use 264 divided by whatever. Let's say it was divided by four or. But then you also have to know is four compatible with 200? Is four compatible with 60? Yes. Is four compatible with four? Yes. Yes. And it's all where the kids are in their math journey, right? Yes. If they're not ready yet for 30 times 40, then break it up into tens, right? Yes. 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, and just, that's it. Just 10 times 10. What's 10 times 10? Mm -hmm. Most kids know 10 times 10 is. Yes. Yes. So just break it up into 10 times 10 and until they start to see it mm-hmm. and they can come up with it. Let them come up with it. Same thing when they move to just distributive property. You can break up numbers however, however you, you want. want. Yes. We always do a challenge. Who can do it in four different ways? Who can do it in, right, like like with four different um, groupings. Sex, right. Right. And when, when I use area model with decimals, it's so powerful because 
we start talking about a tenth again. So let's say the example is, you know, three and five tenths times four and six tenths. Mm -hmm. You can keep your whole numbers three times four. Right. And with your decimal parts, you could do a tenth, a tenth, a tenth, Mm -hmm. right? If that's where the kids are, then Mm -hmm. let them be there. Mm -hmm. You could do half. So five tenths mm-hmm. and then a tenth or three tenths or three or whatever. tenths, right? Or whatever the example right. is, uh, or three tenths and three tenths, or however they want, however they feel that they're comfortable. Mm-hmm. I, I have done, like you said, the three and eight tenths times four and six tenths using base ten blocks yes. right on the table so that they can actually really see it concretely yes yes. and just think of all the patterns and all the things that they're noticing every time they they distribute it another way exactly that's where the power lies i feel all right let's move to our challenge for this week (laughs) so i've i I have an interesting challenge for you this week (laughs) this week your challenge is you show us yours and we'll show you ours So let's share our area models. And this is year you long. Mean photos. <laughs> yes, photos oh. of area models. <laughs> photos of WAM, the WAM. That's right. <laughs> and the, and let's do this year year long because we know that the area model can be used for everything. Whole numbers, mixed numbers, fractions, decimals, division. Everything comes back to that. You can I mean just every concept just I would love for middle and high school teachers to Just share. Show, with I us. know, I know, because we only live really in, in, elementary, the, in world. the elementary world. So we'd like to see where it ends up. Yeah, and my mind can be blown, and and I can be upset as as to how I never learned it that way. Right, you and me both. For real, uh, listeners. If there's a topic that you want us to talk about, just tweet us or shoot us an email, and we will definitely consider it. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. We invite you to join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag learning through math. We'd love to hear your feedback. Make sure to tag us at Laura and Karina. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. To you too.